Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 178 for the week of May 28th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here after a nice little bit of hiatus. We're pleased to be back and with you. I've got a wonderful group of people for you. First off, our old standby, Emmanuel Marino. Hi, I enjoy Griffith Park. Manny's been doing some trip planning for our upcoming uh, E3 uh, the, you know, event. And yeah, because we're throwing, we're we're actually hosting E three this year. In case you didn't know, right. yeah, we're running it. Um, and it's going to be in Griffith Park instead of the convention center. Because uh, ponies. Because because of, of ponies. Yeah. <laughs> Doodles doing events coordination. Manny's doing um, production. I don't know what. Anyway, so we've got also with us from uh, you just heard her. She's coming to you from a horseback. Uh, Sarah McGarry. Yes, my horse is very pretty and soft. And I'm going to make Chris ride on one with me. Yeah, at E3. <laughs> okay. Because that's what we'll do, just in the in the convention hall. We're, gonna be we're actually going to be riding Hi. on the floor. We're actually going to be riding horses. So we're going to come to all of our apartments on horseback. That's right. It, it's, it's, we're lobbying for another Red Dead Redemption. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's you know, we actually did see None of the bouncing horses, though. We're not doing any of the bouncing horses that fly up into the sky. No, but we did see some horses at E3. Uh, an, uh, an LAPD horse came in and stuck its nose in the middle of our... That's right, one of our videos last year. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny because me and Chris are talking about some game at some point and then this, like, this big horse nose pops in between our heads. We're like, whoa, what's going on? It's pretty awesome. And sure enough, the cop was laughing at us. The pony just wanted to be involved. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure the pony decided where he was going. Uh, finally, from England, uh, Jonathan, you're Where no horses are allowed. Unfortunately, my country is not cool enough to host an event like E3. Or have horses. Yeah. Yeah, British people we don't. Do have, we, do, we do have Shetland ponies, though. Oh, those. Those, those don't... It's like a half horse. Quarter horse. That's <laughs> like a quarter horse. horse. Oh, wait. Yeah. That doesn't work, does it? <laughs> All right, well... You could just ship them over in a br- briefcase, at least, though. And then, <laughs> then you can bring your own Shetland pony to E3 with you and, and ride around and be like, Hi, I'm an English midget guy. <laughs> I, I don't know what you would do with that. English little person. You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot there's a new name for that. <laughs> I, I, sorry. I, didn't I, think we, I think we may, I I think the we old may need to offensive. move on. <laughs> you, you think? You know, we've been gone for two weeks. And that's the best intro I could come up with you for people. I'm so sorry. You may as well just tune out and go watch the... Uh, the term is... Okay, that's weird. You may as well uh, go go watch the instance. Who, uh, our legendary Zoltan, the uh, segment submitter himself, he actually tried to watch the instance, and he was confused because he didn't realize it was a World of Warcraft podcast. So um, <laughs> when we're talking about our competition, the instance, we, we're talking about a World of Warcraft podcast. So uh, don't don't be confused. You know, okay. which is really strange that you you wouldn't think we'd be competing with a World of Warcraft podcast They're because both we RPGs. never talk about yeah because we, we never, never talk, talk about, about WoW. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will this week, darn it, just a little bit. Ugh. Uh it's good to be home. I had a nice uh, nice trip out to uh, to uh, Disney World with the family, but I'm back and uh, now it's the week to run up to E3. So it's it's time to get uh, get cracking on all our coverage plans, and so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but before that, 
It's time for a feedback section where we take your comments and letters and read them on the show. If you'd like to contribute, you can email us at podcast at rpgamer.com. Call us at 608-729-4098 and we'll read your, uh, play your voicemail right here on the show. Or email us an mp3 file to podcast at rpgamer.com or post in the discussion threads on board.rpgamer.com. So many ways that we can get in touch with you or that you can get in touch with us. And uh, we'd love to have your stuff on the show so we can say things like this. Um, Simon is a mean cat or maybe just a meme cat off buttons what he's aiming at nyan nyan stop that cat nyan nyan stop that cat Sophie is a cute cat you can't really dispute that microphone rub will disrupt the chat nyan nyan stop that cat nyan nyan stop that cat with feline intervention, Chris then drats. Yan yan, stop them cats. Yan yan, stop them cats. That's right. That is a poem submitted on our own message boards by. Uh, <laughs> sent this in. Is it just Doug? No, it was Silktail. <laughs> Silktail. Nothing Peterson. short of poetry. <laughs> yeah, nothing short of poetry. It, it needs like uh, it needs music. Either that or snapping. Simon is a mean cat. It needs William Shatner. Is what it needs. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just a mean cat. Oh, <laughs> buttons, what he's aiming at, and and so forth. That'd be nice. Chris, so, I'm, I really am going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Silktail. That was oh, a nice sh- poem oh, about my cats. Oh, me luck, damn it. And I'm, I'm narcissistic when it comes to my cats, so I'll read anything about them. Um, and you can get your own feedback uh, read by submitting it to our message boards, like I said. Uh, other things we did this past week is uh, we put up a t- little Twitter question and said, uh, what do you guys think is better, Chrono Trigger or Ocarina of Time? And uh, looking at our Twitter stream of responses to that question, it was something along the line of Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, are you crazy, Chrono Trigger? Um, it'd be a question if it was uh, Chrono Trigger versus Link to the Past, but Chrono Trigger. Uh, <laughs> not even close. Chrono Trigger, no question, no contest. Uh, <laughs> Chrono Trigger, it's an RPG for one. <laughs> Pretty much nobody picked Ocarina of Time, except Watts MR. Matthew Watts, I'm calling you out because you picked Ocarina of Time by a hair. So I figure you should get credit for being the being different. So you can follow Matthew Watts at Watts MR at Twitter and say and be uh, in solidarity with him if you also enjoy Ocarina of Time more than Chrono Trigger. Uh, I like madness. Shaman. Shaman said Chrono Trigger, but you're asking me to choose between my kids. <laughs> so sad uh you like ocarina of time more what me no you like chrono trigger more yeah yes Mm -hmm. figures to do um i don't know what else to say on that one except uh apparently chrono trigger wins sorry people who are fans of uh of ocarina of time but to make it up to you we have um one of our best segments on the show my favorite time of the week. That's right. It's time for another call from the legendary Zoltan. So the RPG cast think they can provoke me without any consequences? Not the legendary Zoltan. The correct pronunciation is Deus Deus. It's not 
deuce? A deuce is what you drop in the toilet. Deuce is Latin for God. Other forms of this word are dei and ds. You must have heard these words before, right? Agnus dei. It means Lamb of God. And it's a phrase you often hear in classical choral music that you could have listened to if you weren't always listening to the Evangelion opening theme song 24 hours a day. DS Ere. Anyone who ever writes a requiem puts a section called DS Ere because it's in the freaking rule book. I'm talking about Verdi, Beethoven, and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. The name Amadeus means the love of God. So that means when someone does something really stupid, you could just say, For Amadeus, man. Now take this Latin lesson and stuff it deep into your RPG playing ass. Yes, my plan was successful. <laughs> that was classic. How could be- I love how he links stuff together? I'm a Deus. Just oh, by the way, his name like- also uses it. It's like Deuce is what you drop in the toilet. <laughs> and we have a title. Oh, I'm a Deus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Deuce is what we drop in the toilet. <laughs> oh no, that's the title. Dropping a Deuce. <laughs> dropping a Deus. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Yes, yes. I'm a deus. Um, <laughs> oh, God, we're so witty. Oh, thank you, Legendary Zoltan. Love your stuff. All right, let's get into the news because we've got a ton of it this week. Uh, all right, where's my news feed? Oh, Chris has lost his mind and his news. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got a, I've got a Firefix, Firefox extension that fixes that, so... I won't tell you which one. So, a lot of news happened since our last show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these pretty fast. Guys, jump in and interrupt me when we've got some good stuff to talk about. But the first one I think is pretty sh- short. Atelier Totori and Cladun X2 have been announced for uh, localizations and release in 2011 in the U.S. by NIS America. So another Atelier game and uh, a new classic dungeon game. I assume none of you guys played the first two, right? Uh, no. No, of course not. So, we'll move right on to Aldor Lay Games, which is coming out with a game called Cilia, which is a turn-based RPG. Uh, This looks like an indie game. So, it has been released on May 10th for Windows PC. We covered it on uh, a little bit later than that. So, you can check that out on their website, which is at uh, Aldor Lay, A-L-D-O-R-L-E-A dot org. And uh, you can see uh, their new game. Go try that out. Just l- making you wear some indie games. Rune Factory. Here's a big one for the panel, right? You guys are all over your Harvest Moon fantasy stuff? Uh, uh, nope. Then you're going to be excited <laughs> to hear that Tides of Destiny, the new Rune Factory game, is coming to North America. Uh, yeah. Well, Natsumi made that official announcement, and he had this to say, the president, Hiro Maikawa, uh, Maikawa? I think so. We know our loyal fans have been patiently awaiting news of a North American release for Rune Factory, Tides of Destiny. So we are thrilled to announce that the latest entry in the fan-favorite series is on its way, featuring a vast region to explore, a wonderful cast of characters, and a, and a cell phone ringer that will interrupt Sorry. the show, and a huge <laughs> variety of activities to enjoy. Rune Factory, Tides of Destiny is sure to make waves. Um, that's a terrible joke and you should feel ashamed they wrote that ahead of time that's a prepared statement <laughs> how long so were you that saving is... that for <laughs> I'm sure to make wave it's tides of destiny right alright so nobody cares about that how about lineage any of you guys still playing lineage uh nope um, no I never played it in the first place <laughs> you won't be playing it much longer 
A uh, tragedy. <laughs> no longer financially viable in the West, says NCSoft, so they'll be shutting down the game's North American servers on June 29th. Our apologies to any of you lineage players out there. Uh, you uh, no longer be able to make new accounts starting now, and uh, but everyone else gets free access to the game until the servers are shut down for like <laughs> that's another month. Get your lineage um, out of your system and then switch over to lineage two, I guess. Okay, another hit with the panel, Record of Agarest War. Well, the, it's got a it's got a sequel, which is a prequel, called Record of Agarest War Zero. I don't know if this one's any good, uh, but it's coming out to Europe. So, Quinn, here's a collector's edition for you for the PS3. It's going to come with the game on Blu-ray, the manual, a double-sided inlay. What does that mean? Double-sided inlay. On the on the game on the manual whatever an A3 double sided poster showing the concept drawing of the image used on the inlay, and on the other finished colored artwork the official soundtrack on CD a collectible 3D lenticular art card so that'll look 3D when you look at it kind of like the 3DS does and a flyer. So that you get, a, really you lame, get posters and a flyer. What's the difference? Players who oh. pre-order through the Ghostlight website will receive a b- special blacked Agarest T-shirt. Ooh, fancy. So you get a lot of pieces of paper with Oh, you know, one of those actually one of the posters look nice. It's a kind of a pre artwork sketch. It, those are nice to those are nice sometimes. You know, it. I will say that Europe is getting one of the best collector editions I've ever seen. Is uh the recently announced Resistance Three Collector's Edition. Have you seen that? No. What did the, what does that include? Uh I'll send you a quick link. Uh basically they don't break the fiction of the universe for a second with this collector edition. They're, they're giving you Joseph Capelli's, the main character's journal, so they're expanding the fiction that sort of replaces the art book, has art and like sort of entries from the main character. You get a Chimera a Target poster, uh, his canvas satchel that he carries in the game, a metal flask, and some really cool uh, army men soldiers made to look like Chimera, SERP, SPR soldiers, pack and playing oh, cards, and the, and the Blu-ray looks like a record from the 1950s. That's pretty cool. Except it's not a record from the 1950s. Because it's a blue I'm just saying. Hey, what's the Resistance timeline like? Does it start in the 50s or something? Yeah, it's like uh, World War II never happened because of this alien invasion. Oh, that's And it sort of goes on through there. That satchel looks cool. I don't know if you'd ever use it. The flask I would is use really a, neat. I, I like the little army. Every, I think everything in here has, a, has like some value to somebody. <laughs> I want to see people using the shooting range target. <laughs> I just think it's great. I mean, you got you got the you got the expanded fiction in the thing. You got fun items that people can carry around. You got little toys that you can stage your own little battles with. Even the toys I, have like a fight for freedom, forty nine cents. You know, they don't break the fiction for a second. It's great how committed good. they are I'd to this. I'd so use that satchel. It looks like a cool satchel. You know, it's so funny though when I see this collect collectors like this going above and beyond. It makes me when I see like a bunch of pieces of paper and a soundtrack thrown. I go ugh. Yeah, but Why how much to... is this collector's edition going to cost? This resistance one. I bet you like a hundred, hundred bucks. It's probably going to cost a lot more than the Agarest War one. Well, but still, to try to take twenty dollars out of what's basically like PR. Like, well, there's also the fact that in some cases, um, like in Europe, they sell sort of limited collector's editions for what you'd normally expect to buy for um, like just a regular edition. Like when I yeah. walked into. Um, my local shop to buy um persona 3 portable recently um i just got i i got like the regular edition off the shelf uh you know retail price and then i took it to the counter and they gave me this the special edition at no extra no extra cost 
Well, that's true, though. I mean, when I see just like extra little pieces of paper in there, and you're supposed to spend an extra twenty dollars on that, but that's that's as bad as Square Enix trying to charge you twice for the iPad version. <laughs> we got more on that this week. Uh, but first, <laughs> how about? <laughs> yeah, I guess we got that right now. Final Fantasy Tactics: The War of the Lines. We've been waiting on that for iOS, right? They yeah. Announced it last year yeah. at E3. They've now released that there's a release window. So, sometime between late June and the middle of July, Square Enix will release, uh, there will be, the game will come out, you know, for iOS. And there will also be an iPad version of the game, which will be released slightly after the iPhone version. So, you will pay twice if you want both. Of course. Yay. Hooray. (laughs) Hooray for me not having an iPhone, just an iPad. Yeah. Oh, can I interrupt really quickly? Uh, Uh Earlier... Before the show started, we sent out another Twitter quickfire question. Well, we sent out two. What, our first question was, your, uh, send us your – well, we were requesting questions. We asked them, send us your RPG or E3-related questions. We'll answer them on the podcast. And we also sent out a quickfire question that said, with the release of Dragon Age 2, do you think Bioware has lost its touch? I mean, a little inflammatory, but we just wanted a few responses. Yeah. And we have a few uh, Dragon Age responses, and we have a couple of questions that the people haven't decided to ask us. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Let me see. The first one is, do you think Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance is coming out this year? Is that a real game? That's yeah. the 3DS version. Yeah. Dream Drop Distance. It's a new oh, Kingdom Hearts 3Ds. Game. I get it. 3Ds. Yeah. <laughs> is that coming out this year? Anybody? Uh, uh, no idea. I don't even know what to base that off of. All right. Possibly? Maybe. There's a chance. All right, all right. So here's the second question. What's the most misogynistic character you've ever seen in an RPG? So unfortunately, that discounts Duke Nukem, right? Well, his (laughs) RPG hasn't come out yet. Yeah. (laughs) If you haven't heard, they're making like these bunches of these little downloadable titles to promote Duke Nukem Forever. And one of them is like this little mini sort of 8-bit style RPG. So when that comes out, Duke Nukem. But uh, anyone have another answer? I'm trying to think of misogynistic characters in RPGs, and it's so politically incorrect. I don't know that there are many. I I can't think of any. Everyone in the third birthday. Okay, I didn't play that. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody. All right. Moving on then. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know of many. Any. Oh, Quinn, you asked an interesting question. What's the opposite? What was it? Oh, what's the most misandrist that character you can think of? No, no you must know this one, right? The opposite. Yeah, yeah. As mm. in a woman. If... Uh... Well, that's easy. Okay, that'd be Leiko Hoboka. Huh? He's totally over every gut, every everyone. Who? Leiko from Final Fantasy XI. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you pick the one question and the one character none of us can identify with. Uh, I don't know enough. I don't know enough about him. Yeah, I guess. He's totally uh, over all the cat girls. No, no, no. The the this would be the opposite. Would be a woman who who is oh. hating on men and treats them or like just oh, that kind of opposite. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Is Bayonetta like that? I, that's not an RPG. Okay, no. great segment. Okay, last note. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know there's been some. I can't think of them. Because... All right, here's a, 
Here's a softball question. Big, strong What's feminist. Are you, for, are you hoping to see at E3? Softball question from – oh, I should read out these questions from who these are from. Okay, uh, Donald Mick, at Donald Mick, was the one who asked about misogyny. Um, and at Jekuri, J-E-C-U-R-I-E, is asking us, what surprises are you hoping to see at E3? So, well – if I was hoping to see them, how would they be a surprise? Oh, come on. No crap on the poor guy's question. Well, I don't know how to answer that. Kirby <laughs> RPG. What surprises am I hoping to see? I'm hoping Nintendo blows us away with this console. Honestly. And a really awesome game. Like a Kirby RPG. <laughs> um, I don't think it'll be a Kirby RPG, but that would be a, that would certainly be a surprise. <laughs> yeah, see? Surprise. I can agree. That would be quite a surprise. <laughs> All right. What about <laughs> Quinn? No, no, Quinn didn't answer. I'm not really expecting that much from E3 this year at all. What would surprise you? Um, At E3. What would surprise me? Um, a, a, a Western release for the new Super Robot Wars game. Yeah. That would be that would be definitely right up there with a you know like WTF? What the hell's going on? A Final Fantasy VII remake would surprise me, as would announcement of Chrono Break. Um, there's our People still hung surprises. up on that. Of course. Um, what would surprise me over in the Microsoft camp? Uh, hmm. What have been hoping for on the Microsoft side of things? Nothing. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> an, R- an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> That would surprise all of us. Right? Oh, I know. HD remake of the last story announced for US. That'd be pretty cool. There you go. Okay, finally, really Maybe. quick, wrap it up. Here's a response to our Dragon Age 2 question from Blitzmage. I think DA2 is an okay game, but this is what Bioware does when it's rushed. Okay. Yeah, I think I can probably agree with that. And Although that's been our Twitter, it, so. Twitter lewd, our Twitter interlude in the news segment. Da 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 da. It's got music. It's a good thing you. Yeah, it's a good thing you were talking about Dragon Age because uh, we got some news that Dragon Age Three. Uh, how did this work, Manny? Can you can you explain what happened here? Um, so I, there was a job listing on Twitter. Apparently, so they're looking for what new artists or yeah, new artists to join the Bioware team in Edmonton, Canada, to help work on Dragon Age Three. And it's just it was just plain matter of fact as that. Hey. We're working on Dragon Age 3. We need some great artists. Send us your resume. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah, pretty That's direct. There's pretty no direct. Faster. By the way, Dragon Age 3, we're working on it. <laughs> Da-da. And that's all we know. <laughs> oh, wait. There was something interesting. I don't know if it was on... I think it was a Gama Sutra article. I read a... Really see a... Uh... Okay, uh... On the company's for- this is a Kotaku story. On the company's forums, writer Mike Ledo directly addresses the- these in a lengthy post in which the highlight is: Following the launch of Day Two, I did some interviews, and some of you interpreted my statements to mean I was blind to the concerns that have been voiced repeatedly on these forums. That was never my intent, nor was the message I wanted to convey. I'm absolutely aware of the concerns voiced here: issues like level reuse, the implementation of wave combat, concerns about the narrative and significance of choice, and so on, and so on have all been not only noted but examined, inspected, and even aided by me and many others on the team in formulating future plans. Furthermore, I'm not aware of the cons- I am not only aware of the concerns, but I agree that there are aspects of DA2 that not only 
that not only can but must be improved in future installments, and that is precisely our intent. So basically, we, we heard you. We know we messed up in some areas. We understand, and we agree with you. They need to be better for the next game, and we're going to make sure they're better for the next game. Yeah, how about you just make it more like the first game? That's all. Uh, they then they won't. Then do. they won't be redefining. You know, they won't be evolving the genre. Make sure to put some vapid air quotes around that. Oh right, right, evolving the genre. Right, right. Oh, they went out there. They put it out there. That you know what? We heard you. We understand what's what you didn't like in two, and we're going to go out of but our we're way. Still to make committed sure. to making it like Mass Effect. <laughs> Don't you mean Call of Duty? Sure. Whatever, whatever. That's what they're. No, that's what Mass Effect's being made like. And this is being made like Mass Effect. So hey, we, we at got... the very least, they're acknowledging the pro- they're acknowledging the fan reaction. They could have uh-huh. just easily said, "No, everything is fine. Nothing to see here." Move all along. right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. But there is something to see over at Triace's website for the new game Frontier Gate. Uh, it's uh, up now. <laughs> there is a website. It's a uh, it's a turn based Monster Hunter like game. It's being developed by Triace, published by Konami in Japan, and uh, you can check it out at www. Konami. Oh, jeez. Why do they do this? Oh, Just search for Frontier Gate on Google. <laughs> it's on konami.jp slash gs slash game slash Frontier Gate. Woo! Pictures. Woo! The end. So, that's Frontier Gate. But you're much more interested in the other news about Square Enix on iOS. That's right. A new Chaos Rings. So, Chaos Rings Omega. It's the sequel. Uh, excuse me. The prequel. We, we talked about this like three weeks ago. Did we, though? Yeah. Did, we, did we talk about how we have pricing now? Oh, please tell me how much. Eleven ninety nine for the the iPhone version in North America, or six point ninety nine L's with a line through them, or nine point ninety nine E's with That's two pounds E's and euros. on them. Yeah, whatever those are, those funny currencies, it, pounds and euros. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, so twelve bucks in North America scale. for the iPhone version, and the iPad version will be fifteen bucks. Yay! Ooh. So they both came out at the same time. Yeah, so I, I think and it's all out now. So. They did do a price re- reduction on the original Chaos Ring, so I did end up picking that up on the on the iPad just to see what the big version of that was like to kind of make a decision whether or not I cared about Chaos Rings Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I don't know yet. There's right. a problem. It's a it's a prequel. Do I care? I I have such trouble with prequels. Cause it's like <laughs> really? you know what's going to happen. Star Wars was so good though. The Star Wars prequels yeah, were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Are you trying to get us killed, Manny? <laughs> I mean, really? Oh. Yeah. Redlettermedia.com. That's my response to the Star no Wars kidding. That's such a good uh, overview. The other trailer, yeah, so there's got a couple trailers up. You can check it out. Um, I'm, you've probably had some time to mull over whether or not you're going to get this one. I think wait for it to come on sale. I mean, unless you're just really, unless you really dug the first one, if you're one of those people who really like the first one, jump into it. Just be aware that you need to plan which version you want to buy. Because well, I will say this though, that is the rule versions. of Apple's um, app stores on both the Mac App Store and the iOS App Store. Is yeah. that everything goes on sale? Yeah, except when it's released by Apple itself. So if you've been waiting for numbers or pages to Square drop, Square waits a while for its sales though. So they it's do. not like the other ones. The, the and they only really longer. put things on sale to promote something else. Yeah. So you'll be you you have to keep your ear to the ground on that one. Use like App yeah. Shopper and ha- set up a price alert or something. Yeah, AppShopper.com. It's it's a free service that keeps track of uh, both the Mac App Store and the iOS App Store, and I f- I use it regularly to keep up to date on every single application I'm slightly interested in. Like for example, um, I was interested in Dead Space on iOS and iPad, but I didn't want to spend like ten fifteen dollars on it, so I just waited for a sale, and sure enough, ninety nine cents. Nice. Just two months later. 
Yeah, I picked that up too. I need to buy. I need to play it now. Yeah. Do I need to play uh, for Dead Space? Do I need to play like the 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 Wii one that came out on PS3 or the DLC one that came out on 360 and stuff? Um, uh, if you want no, the Wii, I don't okay, think so. wait. If you want the Wii one, if you can try to track down a first release copy, a first run copy of the PS3 version yeah, of uh, how do Dead you Space tell? Field, how do you tell if it's a first? It should be on the box. It should say right on the box includes Dead Space ignition. Uh, well, so it's I have not to buy ignition. it in a store then. Hmm. Or you can buy the limited edition, which is still in stock on Amazon, and that yeah. one is guaranteed to include. Yeah, but that's a cost more. Um, only twenty bucks more, and that it would cost you fifteen dollars to buy it from PSN or yeah, from PSN. Oh, so really, you're just paying five extra dollars, and you get a soundtrack, a new suit, and a little plastic line cutter. Oh, that's not too bad. Hmm. Yeah. Is it worth so it? So if you wanted to, and you know what, the Wii game, I can't forget. Oh, Dead Space Extraction. Wait, I forgot. Is, yeah. I, I have a problem with that. Uh. Uh, Dead Space 2 is on sale on Steam. How much? It was. Oh, did you and buy it? Yeah, I did. Because it was Dead on Space sale 2? for a lot. Yeah, so I have Dead Space oh. and Dead Space 2. It was like oh, really okay. cheap. So now I have them both on PC. Maybe I'll just play them there. You know, it's funny though. Um, Dead Space 2, even on Amazon, is 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the second run of it, but for $40, that's not bad. Yeah, but... Th- since I have them on PC, I'm basically screwed as to getting any of these other versions or carrying. Do you have them, Move right? though? Can I ask you that? Do you have no. Move? Then just track down a cheap Wii version. Oh really? It's not worth you it. You don't want to play it with. Oh really? I didn't know that. It's too slow. It's too slow. It's. A, I mean, it's been. It was designed from the ground up to be a light gun shooter. Oh okay. So. So find a used copy of it on Wii. Yeah. Or just get it for Move when you get a Move. Is it? Uh, so what is the uh, the iPhone iPad one? Is it its own thing? Yes, that is a separate story that takes place in between Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2. It involves a separate character, and the events in that game directly lead up into the game, and into Dead Space 2. And when you beat that game, you unlock a special suit to use in Dead Space 2. Okay. The security rig. Now, is that also true of the DLC one for 360 PS3 or not? Dead Space, um, Dead Space, the, 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 the crappy one that nobody yeah, liked, right? Yeah, the crappy one, yeah. It's terrible, Chris. If yeah. you have to spend money on it, don't. Just don't. <laughs> if you have to spend money on it, don't. Rethink your Even life. for free, I regret playing it. Oh. I but got it, it unlocks stuff and the story connects, right? Uh, but it's kind of like an overpowered cheat. You get like a, you get a contact beam weapon, oh, which okay. is like really strong. And to the point where it almost feels, yeah, you're really overpowered really early. They give you extra items, but it's not necessary. Okay. No. Says Shaman. Okay. So that thank you for joining us for Dead Space Cast. Uh, now back to your regularly uh, scheduled Japanese RPGs news. And the biggest news I've heard in a while, Dead uh, Dead Space 2. Persona 2 is coming to North America. Yay. Great. Yay. No, this is like, yay. Wait, wait, wait. It's yeah. a big deal. Coming to North America in 1998, right? No, this is Innocent Sin. This is the first half of Persona 2. Oh, oh you didn't get that email, did you, Chris? The 1998 email? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. We talked about that on the uh, on the RPG lead up Sanctum cast, um, or the E three lead up Sanctum cast. But yeah, the yeah they sent out this cool, cute little email that made it look like uh, it was like an Atlas email from nineteen ninety eight, and it was missing everything. It had everything except Persona two in it, and that was their clever way of getting people thinking, speculating about Persona two Innocent Sin being announced. And of course, it was. So now it's announced. 
It's never been released in North America before in English and all that stuff. So it'll be uh, on PSP, have improvements like updated graphics, new Climax Theater side quests, all the stuff we've uh, talked about in the past about that the PSP version of Innocent Sin was going to get in Japan, except now you're going to be able to play it. So look forward to that sometime this fall. Oh, and the good thing is RP Gamer, I'm pretty sure we'll be getting some hands-on at E3 with this. So we'll let you know. Excellent. And then hopefully the second half of Persona 2 will also come out on PSP so you can, like, finish it, but... Who knows? <laughs> no, not, now, you're just being, now you're just being silly, Carson. Yeah, Yo, you just go back and play the PlayStation version without all the improvements. I'll play it on my NGP. Well, here's a question. No. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. No, well, go ahead. I was going to wonder if this is going to get uh, the same treatment that Monster Hunter HD is getting, where uh, oh. classic PSP games are being up into HD and being allowing you to play them on your PS3 with improved graphics and improved controls. I know. That's so awesome. Um... I, I kind of wish it was a, a feature that it was upscaling them somehow, but uh, I, I'm okay playing it, buying it again. So this is this is this is good. So if Monster Hunter Portable Third, mm-hmm. um, which is like um, the portable version that uh, improves on some stuff from Monster Hunter Three on the Wii, mm-hmm. and it, now it's going to be released in HD on the PS3. Yay! This is cool. And you know what? The one everyone's waiting for: Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Yeah, I, I want both of these. I want both of these. Um, if I can get an HD version of Monster Hunter and get some a chance to actually play that again with some people, that'd be really cool. And uh, I'd love to just dump my uh, PSP version of Peace Walker and play a PS3 version instead. Cause and you know those uh, those save files are interchangeable. Your oh, PSP they are. Save file. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can use Ad Hoc Play, that, uh, that service that comes on your uh, PS3, mm-hmm. and you can play all of these games online. Well, why isn't it just built in with normal online? I don't know. They said Ad Hoc Play. I, I guess it really is just a PSP. I guess it's just a PSP game at its core. That's too bad. It'd be nice if it's Monster Hunter, especially, has just struggled to do multiplayer properly for years. So mm-hmm. It'd be nice if they had, were fixing it here. Anyway, it looks really nice, and it's nice to see it in HD. So that'll be cool uh, if you if you have the time to play it. That is, uh, if you don't sure. have the time to play it. You can uh, buy other games on your PS3, like Dungeons and Dragons Daggerdale, which came out on the Xbox. Oh. Oh, right. you can't buy that on wait, PS3 wait, wait. right now. That's right, because the, the store isn't up. Chris, but Chris, Chris, Chris. Why, what? Why are you telling people to waste $15? Yeah, well, I haven't gotten to that yet. But it's out on Xbox Live Arcade and PC. It's come out. You can play mm-hmm. it. And from what I hear, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I watched the uh, the game trailers review, and they were not kind. They, they're like, pretty, game trailers in, in general, pretty, pretty generous people, So right? here's the question. Yeah, they are. Yep. 4.5. That's the Metacritic score for it overall, too. Really? Yeah. So here's my question for you. D- Daggerdale versus Dungeon Hunter Alliance. Ooh, the, the crappy ripoff or the, the guys who invented it? Which did you rather play? Daggerdale is by people who invented it? Oh, you know, the, the, the sort of the Dungeons, oh, Dungeons and Dragons and, Oh, you, the, the license. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not like the, the same, but all right. No, I know what you mean, but like the... The found like the sort of the forefathers, hmm. or a clone of a clone of a clone. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Uh, well, is the clone well, very confident? It, it, as long as the go- clone works, I, it's, it should be the clone. <laughs> actually, <laughs> whatever game is more fun to play. I know that I know I can speak personally to Dungeon Hunter Alliance being fun to play with other people and only <laughs> with other people. 
but it's not fun to yeah, play no, on its I own. Yeah, I get that impression from it as well. But I isn't don't that know true of the... any game? Isn't any game more fun when you don't have to slump through? Well, alone? that's my question. Is this also true of Daggerdale, or is it so broken that even with other people, it's not fun? That's the that's the that's the the trick I'm trying to figure out here. Tricky. Mm-hmm. All right, here you go. According to Joystick, who was one of the lowest reviews, it's not just a bad game, it's a terrible use of the Wizard of the Coast timeless license. Even when boiled down to its core combat mechanics, D&D, cerebral, challenging, intense, and tense, infinitely rewarding. Dungeons & Dragons Daggerdale is just a game about hitting monsters until treasure falls out of them. Oh, God. this guy's too far up his own ass. Do we have somebody who actually speaks to like whether or not the game mechanics are fun to play rather than right, right, giving right, right. us the philosophical breakdown of how this lines up with the ages past feelings of how Dungeons and Dragons should feel. <laughs> okay, how about this? Game trailers, one sentence. A race to the bottom, buggy and ill-inspired by genre cliches. Buggy. Okay. That, oh, that's, oh. that's a good sign. That, that, that tells us something. Buggy's bad. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I guess I was looking for something more than a sentence, but uh, that's fair. From UI to writing to systems, this feels like an ancient game that was also tragically not given enough time in the oven. Destructoid. Okay. Did any of these people play it online? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance they haven't even tried it online. Well, what, what does that rate? Does it boost their score up like 10 points? Uh, I know that we got a couple codes for it, so hopefully uh, an RP Gamer, our review will reflect on the online quality of it or not. All right. We might actually request another code so we can do some more of that. Honestly, though, save your 15 bucks and go wait for Torchlight 2. Mm. That should be coming out soon, right? Right after E3? Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's the time frame, right? So mm-hmm. we don't know for sure. Nothing's been officially announced, but uh, that'd be nice. Very nice. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking through the Steam sales to see if there's anything of note because there's a lot of anything? stuff on sale right now. Well, there's an Ubisoft week if you want to buy Assassin's uh, Creed One and Two. Save. Oh, that's right, and those have a uh, Steam Play. I could totally get the Mac. Ten bucks for the Mac version. Oh, that those have Mac versions. I didn't. Oh know yeah, that. Ubisoft did the port themselves. Nice. AC AC two is also on the Mac App Store, but I can get the Windows and Mac version for ten dollars. Hmm. That's nice. That is nice. My question. So here's a question I have. I have Beyond Good and Evil on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, no, I don't. So that answers my question. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say, which one, should I get that or the, or the HD version? But uh, now I know I'll just get the HD version. <laughs> okay. So moving on with our news, we've got your face <laughs> from, from a from a not so good uh, project to one that's getting really good reviews. Um, the Witcher Two has been doing well. It's been you know it came out uh, like last week or so, right? Um, people seem to be enjoying it so far. Now CD Projekt has gone ahead and announced that they will be announcing a new Witcher game at E three, but it won't be The Witcher Three. What do you guys think of me? It's funny that you're a gamer. That guy has no. I don't think that guy understands subtlety. It's like, so can you? What can you tell us about this game you're announcing at E3? Well, I can tell you it has to do with The Witcher, and I can tell you it's not Witcher three. It's not Witcher three, and it has to something to do with consoles, and it's not Witcher one. Well, they, they kind of they famously tried to do The Witcher one on consoles, and the port went badly, and the the people doing the port and them had a falling out and. That fell to pieces. So it'll probably be a Witcher 2 port, you think? No, he basically said everything. He basically said everything but 
we are releasing Witcher 2 on Xbox 360. Okay. Ooh, let that's me, a fun noise. Exact, Hold on. Let me give you the exact quote, which All is right, pretty good. funny. Oh, dead air. Da 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 da. No dead air. Oh, I thought you told us to wait for a second because. Oh uh, no no Robo's... noodle was uh, noodles working on uh, on that. Oh, I, I, I was quiet because I thought you were telling me to shh for five seconds. No, wait, he wants to quiet for five seconds. Anyway, okay, so uh, go ahead. So this one okay. time in ba- in Bandcamp. Did you did you really? <laughs> Okay, just go ahead, you guys go. I'll, I'll catch it. I'll get it. Okay. So, Dungeon <laughs> Siege Three has a demo now. Uh, it's well, it doesn't have a demo now, but it has a date for the demo. Oh, 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 silly me! It's also been already. I mean, there's an update to this story. It's already been outed by the ESRB. What? The Witcher Two Witcher console 2 on version. Xbox 360. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's already uh, ESRB. Uh, American Age Ratings Board ESRB has outed an Xbox 360 version of The Witcher Two. Uh, Assassin of Kings. Uh, you should you should read their uh, the descriptor. They, they they vividly describe pubic hair, breasts, sexual situations. Uh, this is a role playing game which players assume the role of Geralt, a monster slayer who must hunt down an assassin to clear his own name. Uh, a man caressing a woman's back, a man pushing up against a woman's posterior. Sexual moaning sounds can be heard, though the camera cuts away from explicit sexual acts. Some sequences depict a cocaine-like substance being cut into lines, and <laughs> it's always fun to read these things. Wow. But yeah, Witcher 2, Xbox 360, E3. All right. Dungeon Siege 3, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC has a demo coming up on Xbox Live on May 31st, Steam on June 7th, and... Uh, well, and the PlayStation Network on uh, June 7th as well, in theory. Nice how Microsoft got a weak jump on that. Oh, quick Witcher question. Is anyone actually playing The Witcher 2 here? Or uh, no, transition not, but... here. Oh, my God. No, not yet. I haven't finished The Witcher 1. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not that interested in it, so I probably won't It's really it. good, but I haven't played it. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> about this. I've been wanting to play this for a while. I know that's never going to say things I... like that. And I've been, yeah, no, you're never, you're never gonna play it. But yeah, I'm it's really, really good, but I've never played it. <laughs> you know, it's exactly up my alley, so I can't wait to try this on the 360. It's good stuff. What I've, what little I've played of The Witcher One, so surely The Witcher Two is just as good because <laughs> that follows. <laughs> D- Dungeon Siege Three. Here's one I haven't played any of them. It's a Diablo style action RPG. Game comes out on June 21st. Just wanted to let you know when those demos came out. But you might be much more interested in another Diablo kind of style action game, but also an adventure game. Death Spank, which is coming back for its third go-around with The Baconine. Now, this one, uh, (laughs) rather famously, does not include Ron Gilbert, who he left hothead to pursue other ventures. But uh, The Baconine will be coming out for PC, Mac, and quote-unquote other systems in summer 2011. So that's interesting, because the first two games are uh, rather popular on the consoles, and this one not officially announced for the consoles yet. Are they, is it going to be a low-budget uh, PC-only title or something? I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Having collected the thongs of virtue in the previous title, D- Deathspank must now seek out the fires of bacon in order to destroy them. So, and I'll have a Why a new, are we uh, destroying psychic. bacon again? Because. Why not? Because bacon's delicious. Well, these are the fires No, 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 of bacon. no, bacon. You know the email? It's like spam. Oh, but you yeah. you sign up for it. Yeah. 
So like you know those things you get from like Puma or from Macy's advertising their sales? That's bacon. Yeah. It's a lot better than spam. <laughs> Next story is Okay, drop since we're talking about uh eat uh Diablo like games. Sure. Did you see this, Chris? That uh well Torchlight 2, the Runic Game guys have been dropping some info every other week leading up to E3 before their no, big I didn't E3 see that at all. reveal. Anything yeah, important? Every, every other week they've unveiling uh, a new little bit of info. Well, actually, quite a bit of info. Uh, the first week was like a little bit about monsters. Second week was a little tease about enemy, like um, the different races. And these last two weeks have these last two weeks have actually been pretty substantial in their information. They have this big feature on their music and where they how they compose music. They have uh, some soundtrack features. You can listen to you can listen to a couple samples. Uh, the ones last week were that were pretty interesting is the making of the world of torchlight, which sort of explains how they create these open, how they randomize the world. And some people have been one of the complaints about torchlight one was that it was all sort of narrow corridors and really confined dungeon spaces. And in this game, there's these big overworlds, and they're sort of explaining how they design the overworld, how big they are, how much randomization goes into it, what kind of random events there are, random dungeons, how much there is to do. So they go through and explain all of that. And there's also a level design Q&A in which Anna-Marie Newfield, our very own pause, has a question answered by the Rooney Game staff. Ooh. Not only that, she's the first question on the, on the, okay. on the Q&A. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Way to toot our own horn there. (laughs) She asked, can you give a rough breakdown of steps slash people involved? Can you give a rough breakdown of the steps slash people involved from vague concept to completed level? So they really like Anna over there at the Rooney Games site. (laughs) They answered one of her questions. I think you're making a bit much of it. Well, she's pretty funny that she's the first one. Yeah, I suppose. She's Uh, on their forums a lot. If you want to read this yourself, it's torchlight2game.com. Hey, what? Noodle. Hey. Hey. I said yeah. yay. Oh, yay. Okay. Yeah, torchlight2game.com. All right. Uh, <laughs> if you've uh, been wanting to read through that Mass Effect digital comic that came free with the PS3 version of Mass Effect 2, it kind of tells bother. the story of Mass Effect 1. Don't bother. All right. Well, but just go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you can do it anyway. Even if you want to anyway, you can buy it for four bucks on Xbox 360 now. Just wanted to let you know about that. That is out there. Go check it out. Or you can watch it on YouTube because it lasts about 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's, Fun. yeah, that sounds like the better option then. PlayStation phone, Xperia Play, uh, I guess the Xperia Play, which is AKA the PlayStation phone, coming out on May 26th, so it should be out now. Uh, this happened while we were, while I was gone for a while, for 200 bucks, and I don't know if it's any good, but it should be out now, so do we have any reviews of that? No, we don't have any um, reviews of that. Giant but. Bomb Sister site, Tested.com, yeah. has had a ton of features hands-on with the Xperia Play. They like it, they hate uh, it, stupid, good. Um, I think they, as far as just a, as an Android phone for gaming goes, it's, it has, if you want real controls it for your gaming buttons. device, <laughs> I mean, this is a way to go. Okay. But at the same time, if you're going to spend that much money, I, I, it's really up to you. I mean, how serious are you about Android gaming? That's the real question, right? Yeah. Are you, are you, do you think you're going to be buying a lot of PlayStation Suite games in the future? Do you want to play PS1 Classics again? Do you hate touchscreens but want to play games on your phone? I mean, if the answer to all that is yes, it's a viable option. It's a decent phone. There's nothing really wrong with it. It has a good battery life. But for me, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I just don't want to game... On an Android, I don't need to game on an Android device like that. 
I wonder how long the battery lasts when you're playing a PlayStation game. So it's not a bad, like I said, it's not a bad product. It's just sort of, you have to ask yourself how, does, does this matter enough to you to switch over to an Xperia Play? Got it. So, uh, well, I can't think of a transition here at all. Hmm. Speaking of Xperia Play, Super Speaking Robot. Would you like to play much- a Super Robot game? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. No. Quinn, it's all what? you. This is all you. What's going on with Super Robot, the new original game? Okay, so um, as part of their 20th, uh, 20th year anniversary for the series, um, Namco Bandai have finally announced their first PS3 title, which is uh, Second Super Robot Wars Original Generations which is a sequel to the previous previous game on the PS2, which was a remake of the only two games that have ever come out of Japan in the series, with the exception of that spin-off. You keeping up with me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you remember the, you remember the two um, Game Boy Advance Super Robot Wars games, or Super mm-hmm. Robot Tyson, as they came out as. Um, they were relatively good, good little strategy RPG. These, these two were then remade... Uh, as a PS2 game and released only in Japan and now they're doing a PS3 sequel Um, they've put up a bunch of um, character art and um, early screenshots and it looks pretty damn awesome at least from my perspective Um, need anything else? no that's uh, that's pretty much it are we going to get it here? there is a very 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 small chance they may release it here very small so you but tell me there's a chance that well as a as like the the games that came over on the GBA uh these games um aren't like the other Super Robot Wars games in the series and they have no license series in them so there's no licensing issues that stops the rest of the series from coming out outside well, Japan have the other ones been selling well here uh you'd have to go and ask Atlas that i oh, don't know okay. what the sales were like okay i Thanks. understand they weren't fantastic because a uh, they never Atlas never announced a uh, that they were localizing the sequel to the spin-off game for the DS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frontier. So um, I'm working under the assumption that the sales were poor and that they probably won't want to invest a localization on something really expensive like a PS3 game. Mm-hmm. So there's a new story right now up on JRPG Tribe that uh, has some rumors and allegations from a london mcm whatever mcm is oh the london mcm expo what is that it's a um it's a bit like uh it's a bit like an anime expo but it also covers like manga films games ah okay so apparently they question them london they question them there and the uh the nintendo representative said that they can expect to see the last story released in europe which is good news. Um, we still don't have so an getting, announcement so of it So in other here. words, Europe is getting both uh, Xenoblade Chronicles and The Last Story. And we may get neither. <laughs> well, it sucks to be you, I guess. Yeah. Who does the artwork for The Last Story logo? Anybody know? No idea. Hmm. Okay. That's too bad. It's a beautiful looking game. Okay. Well, uh, you know what we do get instead? If, if, you, had, uh, this, uh, if you had an Xbox 360... And uh, it was an older one, and they put out this uh, new update that updates the uh, DRM schemes that the console can uh, 
can support. So they have these newer, bigger capacity Xbox 360 discs. There's a chance that your uh, your console would basically stop working right with discs after you uh, after you did that. And so it was the uh, what was the solution? You get a free uh, Xbox 360 Slim. That's cool. So I've been sitting here waiting to turn on my console and get the update and see if my console works because I'm kind of hoping to get a Slim for free. That'd be nice. Yeah, everyone is. Everyone's just hoping. But, but uh, hey, Chris. I don't think that many people are doing it. What's up? That was created by Hironobu Sagaguchi. That's the, uh, oh, Sagaguchi. That's the uh, producer. I didn't know he could draw. That's what they say who created the logo. Okay. Just so you know. That would be weird. Dun, 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 dun. I googled it. Just for the you. The win is half the battle. Um, did you read the Wikipedia article about it? Yes. The game's name and logo have been noted to be very similar to the Final Fantasy series, which was created by Miss Walker's head hero Nobu Sakaguchi. And then on the side, it said it, had, it lists him as a designer. Yes, a game designer. That's right. <laughs> uh, yes, he is a game designer. <laughs> that's uh, that's not an artist designer. They have uh, those are separate. It looks like uh, Fujisaki is the artist for this game, so he's most likely the one who did it. But whatever. Whatever. Oh, it doesn't matter. I try to be helpful. That's what I get. Well, Sakaguchi's not a big art guy, but uh, it's an interesting theory. Let's see if our uh, readers can verify. I'm interested. Readers, in go one. verify. Yes. Want fourteen Listeners. forms of uh, notarized evidence. All right. So <laughs> continuing on with our with our rundown. Uh, so if you're hoping to hit the lottery with your 360, um, you know, keep hoping. Also, there's a new update going out which adds some more features. That uh, do we care about those new features? What are the new features? Like, uh, do you remember? What's the new update? Like this For big what? 360 update going out right now. Oh, um, PayPal support and uh, discs are getting an extra gig of storage space. Well, that was the first update, but the, okay. Well, whatever. Um, <gasps> breaking sweet. news, breaking news from the chat room. GameStop testing this? iOS device trade-ins? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what I saw. No, uh, it changed this one about uh, last story coming to Europe. Oh my gosh, I just read through that entire story. Oh. That's why we were talking about the last story. <laughs> I totally did not pay attention to your last story thing. <laughs> Way to go, Manny. <laughs> All right, moving on. World of Warcraft. I promised you news about World of Warcraft earlier on. We've got it now. So here's a big thing that was announced a couple weeks ago. Big deal going on as far as partying with your friends who play on different realms in the game. You've been separated by being on a different server, and you've been, I really wish I could run dungeons with you. Well, now they've got a new feature coming out that you will be able to, but... You're going to have to pay. Are you cool with that? How much? No. They haven't announced yet. So it's going to be a premium feature, kind of like like they're uh, being able to access, being able to post auctions remotely. You can actually just check your auctions remotely for free, but being able to post auctions off like your phone and stuff. Phone and stuff. So you're going to pay some fee, and maybe it'll be rolled into some other fee. Maybe it'll just be a general premium add-on thing that gets you a bunch of different things i don't know but uh, however they're going to do it you're going to pay something and then you can cross realm dungeon run with your friends but only one person needs this so if i had this feature i could invite all of you to do that with me right so the party need leader needs it i guess yeah Hmm. and like i don't know if it's like an extra two dollars i can see the value for some people yeah that'd be cool if final fantasy 11 could do that 
Yeah, I think I have it, a lot of friends that have but, left the server and gone to other servers. When you're talking so about like server stuff, though, I always consider that to be part of the core game. Like, I mean, yeah. we're changing the way the game interacts and talks to other servers. You know, server transfers are one thing, but, like, when you're actually adding, you know, now our games can just talk to each other, it doesn't actually cost you extra money to just have me able to connect to my friends on the other server. Why isn't this just a value add of the game? Well, Chris, 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 you need to fund the development of Diablo 3, its expansions. <laughs> I know, because WoW isn't making enough money as it is. No, I mean, no, this is a they game need more money. They need, I know, this is a game that's getting older and older and older. I'm still paying the same amount for its subscription fee. I'm already paying a premium subscription fee of like $15 a month to play the damn game, and you can't throw in new features as new value Chris, adds Chris, as the Chris. game goes on? That's going to pay for Titan. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I know. I, 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 just, I have it... trouble with it. I have trouble. And there's getting to be too many premium add-ons. Like, when it was one or two things that were, like, very separate, very boxed, compartmentalized things, that's one thing. But now we're starting to blur the lines by things that other games would just have thrown in as features. Well, uh, maybe so it's really Rod's... cheap. Maybe it's, like, only, like, a dollar or $2 or something. <sighs> I don't, I don't care. An extra dollar to a month? Why? That's nothing. Why isn't no, that just Chris part right, of my There needs to be like a premium feature, period. Like, here's the premium set. If you want to pay an extra $5, you get all of this. Just like roll up all the premium stuff into one premium bundle if they're going to do this. I don't even know if they should do that. I mean, like uh, an ongoing subscription. If you're going to do me premium services on top of a subscription, I think it should just be like a one-time fee. Because I'm already paying a recurring subscription. I think recurring costs shouldn't be added on top of already con- existing recurring costs. We're having tiered players, essentially, is what we're getting to. I don't like you know, what the truth that is, leads. The, it's just they, they charge what the market will bear. Well, and the market will bear an awful lot when it comes to Warcraft. Uh, they could do a lot worse than they are right now. So you can make that argument, too, I suppose. But here, you take a look at what Rift announced also like last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> um, you're going to be able to do realm transfers and guild transfers, something WoW hasn't even finished developing yet and says that everyone's going to have to buy in if they want to go over with their, with their guild. Um, you're going to do guild transfers and, and realm transfers on Rift for free. Wow. There's no, po- no cost. Is there a limit to how many times you can do it? I, no, as far as I know, I, there there probably will be just to you know this uh, is smart. There, you know, there's going to be something to prevent abuse, I'm sure, but still, it's going to be free. Uh, how no, often do you need to do really it? Really smart, because people always ask, how do you take on WoW? How do you take on WoW? You can take them on in terms of money. I mean, they're always going to have more money than you, and they're going to outspend you, and they have a more dedicated fan base. But the way you chip away at them slowly is to offer things that they charge for just a little bit. Lower the lower the fee of the monthly subscription. All the premium features for free. I think that's a really smart idea. That's definitely one thing you should be battling them on. Absolutely. You know, and as soon as you said that about Rift, I my my brain instantly went, Oh, I should go check out Rift. All right. What else are they doing for free that I have to pay for in WoW? Um they I, they don't have as many features as WoW though. This is one of the few things that they have for free and on the feature list that WoW doesn't have yet. So all right. So Dan Studio coming to Rift next. That would be nice, right? So here's a, here's a cool thing that WoW is offering, and this is also a premium thing, so you can decide if you think this is cool or not. Um, they've got an arena pass for this year. I don't know if they did this before. So this is new to me. Maybe they did this last year. But you basically pay a $20 fee, and uh, you've got a subscription to the 2011 arena season arena pass thing. So that gets you uh, 
three character slots on the Arena Pass servers. You get to create your own characters. They start out at level 85, so you completely customize them. You get to just uh, pick your gear off the special vendors, and uh, as you play, you can earn, you can win uh, an armored Murloc for a pet and a Vanquisher title that shows up on your main characters on the real servers. And uh, you can do 3v3 arenas and stuff uh, on these special arena servers. So this is for really competitive arena types. And uh, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird that you have this separate arena thing. I don't know. Does it, What else do you earn for your money? I don't know. Uh, does this... What feeds into the main tournaments that all the pro gamers use and stuff? I don't know. But uh, interesting idea. You know, you're right, Chris, though. This is just too much. At this point, if you're a real, like, WoW fan, it's $15 a month or less if you get a 16-month subscription. Then you add on two bucks for the guild chat features and, like, another few bucks for cross-game play, another few bucks for the arena pass. Where does it end, right? I, I, yeah, it doesn't, uh, and I guess that's the point. They want to make it more like Eventually, uh, you'll, be pl- you'll be paying, like, $50 a month to play your game. Uh, I think, micro, personally, microtransactions are less offensive to me than extra subscriptions that I have to pay on a per-month fee because I view it like I made that purchase and it's done, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> Even though if, they, they, if they're smart, they'll release it on a regular schedule and I'll buy it as though it was a subscription. Uh, but psychologically, I can deal with it better. But this, So this one's not too bad, this Arena Pass thing in my head. It's like, but it's just weird. I don't get it. I don't know what it's for, so I just must not understand. It so it's a hardcore PvP. It's for hardcore PvPers, but, and none of us are hardcore But don't they want to do that on their real characters, though? I mean, aren't they going to put in the time and effort to get that stuff on their real characters? I don't know what they need this for. Uh-uh. Or is this, or is this just an area where you practice the builds you want to go for with your real character because you get access to all the gear easily, right? Hmm. Maybe that's what it is. So, so this is like the training for like the tournaments. Yeah, training. Yeah, that could be. All right, in that case, that makes a lot of sense. For twenty bucks to have a practice ground, but yeah, I could see them really wanting. Is it twenty dollars? Yeah, it's twenty bucks. Okay, and twenty dollars every year. One, no, one time. Yeah, one time fee for this for this year. Yeah. Okay. That's that's well, not bad. Well, I guess that since we kind of bad mouthed Blizzard a little bit, can we um, toot their horn a little bit? Too? Sure, go for it. BlizzCon, everything sold out. Yeah, well, like normal. Yeah, like <laughs> so a friend of mine actually had asked me before BlizzCon, like, do you have any tips on getting BlizzCon tickets or, or any advice? I'm like, Who asked uh, you? A friend of mine at work. Okay, and I was yeah. like, uh, no, good luck and ready your trigger finger. He got two tickets. He, really? he was successful. Nice. Yep. Within, they sold out in like 11 minutes. He got them around the five-minute mark or so. So he got it. You know, Is it, he going to bring point, you with him? No, it's not for me. It's uh, for him and someone else. It's funny Aww. though, but like what your position in the queue like was a, a matter of seconds. If you clicked mm-hmm. one second too late, you could have been number yeah three hundred. Well, and he did that. He ch- he did the wrong number of tickets, and he had to go back, and it was much later. But he still got his tickets. Oh, great! Yeah. And the benefit dinner. There's a five hundred dollar uh, benefit dinner where you get to go. Uh, I'm sure bid that's on sold some out stuff. Too. Um, I think those are going on sales today, so I'm sure those will oh. be sold out right away. Now, is uh, this year are there multiple BlizzCon ticket sales dates? Um, yes, the there was one on the 21st and one on the 25th. Oh, okay. So it's all over. And then today is the benefit dinner sale. So if I want to go, I have to take one of the uh, RP Gamer tickets. What <laughs> if you want to go, you want to you buy one of the benefit dinner ones for $500. Uh, do you actually get into the BlizzCon then? Yes, you get BlizzCon, oh. you get a nice dinner with all the developers, you get the bid, you, um, all the money goes to charity, uh, okay. Children's well, Hospital. That's Hospital, nice Hospital, then. County. Yeah. I would actually consider doing that. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to BlizzCon, and quite frankly, 
experiencing BlizzCon through the DirecTV streaming stuff is really nice. It is. <laughs> it's it so is. easy to not have to. Well, like you know, you haven't done it. You, you actually nope. go. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. I, I, I've heard some hardcore Diablo fans, because uh, the beta should be out by the time BlizzCon starts, mm-hmm. that their sole reason for going to BlizzCon is gone. They might as well just stay home, play the beta, and then just pay the thirty bucks. Thirty <laughs> That's or forty. All they care yeah. about is the beta yeah. of Diablo three and every year. Just watch year. it online. Yeah. Just watch it online. It is so nice online. I'll tell you, it is nice to have, to do a conference without having to walk around anywhere. Just sitting there and just watching the sessions, like. Oh, and they have a beautiful. great video player too. I um, mean, the video yeah. player lets you pick what stream you want to at any time. Yep. It's very, it's interactive. Uh, you get the digital pet, the Murloc pet. You get the decals. I'm sure that come with StarCraft, and I'm sure this year there's going to be some special decals for like Diablo or something, and you get it all. That's great. So, I like BlizzCon for that reason. That's fun stuff. All right. So, speaking of things with a, related to Blizzard in a very loose way, actually, no. Before we do that story, how about uh, here's a here's a really downside on Blizzard. Um, it's it's not on Blizzard, but uh, it's something that involves them. Their game. Uh, apparently, Chinese prisoners, some are being forced to farm gold in WoW for twenty hours a day under terrible working conditions, or twelve hours a day. Sorry. We work 12-hour yeah, uh, shifts. Yeah, that's the prisoner who came out and telling the stories. Like, uh, if I couldn't complete my work quota, they'd punish me physically, make me stands with my hands raised in the air, and after I returned to my dormitory, they would beat me with plastic pipes. We kept playing until we could barely see things. Prison bosses made more money playing, forcing inmates to play games than we do forcing people to do manual labor. There were 300 prisoners forced to play games. We worked 12-hour shifts in the camp. Um, I heard them say they could earn as much as $770 to $924 a day. We didn't see any of the money. The computers were never turned off. So the prison bosses, I guess, were the ones making the money here. It didn't go to the government. Major corruption. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, like, I can't, like, China, they found a market and they just, an empty market space and they just occupied it like no one's business. It's amazing. Man, labor camps are awful. And can you imagine if you don't meet your quota? Like, now I kind of feel bad because I get angry whenever I get a message in WoW saying, buy some gold, buy some gold. And they go, ugh, I hate these people. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's and a I'm, prisoner. Yeah, that's somebody being tortured by playing this game who might be messaging you. That's terrible. Even the people who aren't forced, like, let's say the people who aren't um, prisoners, a lot of these people who are doing these gold farming jobs in China, and this is like a minimum wage job they need to do sort of to pay the bills, and they're stuck there for more than 12 hours. Like, it's not good even if you're not forced to do it. It's, it's a terrible job no matter what. Yeah, that's why it needs to just be dumped, banned, and Yeah. It's not good for anybody. Well, I will say this, though. I will have more sympathy when I see the gold, when I see those messages pop up, but I still won't buy anything to support it. No. I mean, that's the thing. I, yeah, you yeah, want you, kind yeah. Of- yeah, don't support it. Don't buy gold. This is the sort of stuff that you're supporting by doing it. Just so you know, your actions do have an impact, and this is one of them. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but it's So don't sucks. do it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Speaking of torture, Hellgate London has come back. <laughs> oh, wow, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. That was, that was phenomenally wow. tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it'll be coming back as a free-to-play MMO uh, by Handbitsoft, uh, and they've been working on it for a while with uh, MMO developer T3 Entertainment and the North American publishing arm Red Banna, R-E-D-B-A-N-A. It'll be back in North America uh, for the first time since 2009, and sometime... Oh, the beta will be running from June 3rd to June 5th, and the full relaunch sometime later in 2011. So, uh, coming back, 
Any of you guys interested in getting back into Hellgate or trying well, it out now that it's know. been redone some? Are any of the old flagship people involved in this game at all? No. At this point? No. 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 So no Bill Roper, no. nobody like that? Nobody like that. Oh. Uh, it's not even really the same game anymore, is it? Or even the same kind of vision or well, idea. But what is that okay? Is that a bad thing? Because people didn't like the game as it was. Well, I think the problem was they just got too ambitious. It was a small company. They had a lot of big ideas, and they tried to do it all at once, and the money ran out. So I don't know. So now they've had more time and more, um, more Yeah, but money. the people with the vision aren't there anymore. Yeah, that's true. But these people know how to do free-to-plays, at least how to make money off of free-to-plays. So there's a chance they've hit something and taken something that started off with a decent foundation, maybe refined it? Maybe not. I don't know. No? Well, you doubt it. Okay. Anna, so, you t- I mean, Noodle, you tell us. If Anna was here, she could tell too. I know. Yeah. What? Would you be interested in playing this free-to-play MMO, Hellgate London? Free-to-play? Shall I try it? All right. Give us uh, a free-to-play. I would so, love to try it. I, there's got a lot of free-to-plays I need to play. Um, do you play many free-to-plays, Noodle? No, but besides Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count as a free-to-play? I yeah. suppose. Well, you guys are going to be playing a lot play, of free-to-plays. So. <laughs> you guys are going to be playing a lot of free-to-plays at E3. Oh, I know. Um, hopefully we'll have coverage up of all of them, but gosh, you write about five free to plays and it's like, they all blend together. Like this, this one's like, wow, this one's like, wow, this one's like, wow, this one's like perfect world, which is like, wow. And so, (laughs) oh, actually here's something that's like, wow, man, this is a chest. This is a treasure chest, a full-size treasure chest, three feet high and two feet across that you can buy that's uh, themed to be like one of the Dragon Quest. It's, it, it's got a, an emblem on the front. It's a, it's a Dragon Quest branded product. It's from Square Enix, and it's huge. It's made of real wood, and it's filled up with slime plushies and other Dragon Quest goods inside. There is treasure in this treasure chest. It is uh, originally. Oh it was originally sold alongside Dragon Quest three in nineteen eighty eight. The new treasure chest is uh, part of, is commemorating a new Wii collection announced a couple weeks back. What is this Wii collection? Oh, this is the Wii collection that had Dragon Quest one, two, and three in it. Yeah, so it's going to be yours for three hundred sixty five thousand four hundred yen, which translates to four thousand four hundred fifty two. Dollars. That's ridiculous. Four thousand, really? Yeah, <laughs> I could build a treasure chest out of wood hey. myself for, like, for I less than half. Of- so here's my question: Is when you open it, do you get the dun 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 bum little chime <laughs> that you get when you open a chest in Dragon Quest or not? I don't know. Better when I open it, Yuji Horii better be in there. Yuji Horii better be in there. Hello, <laughs> you like my games? Thanks for buying the chest and shipping it across the ocean in a very cramped airplane flight. Uh, I hope they pop air holes in there. That'd be- there better be a lot of plushies in there. Uh, it's full of tr- Dragon Quest goods, but it better be a lot of goods. It's funny, half of that cost is just the shipping. Because it weighs like- <laughs> no, I, I don't even think they are shipping it. I don't even know. Shipping could be huge. But uh, you can check it out in the Shibuya Square Enix Character Goods Shop Showcase in uh, Tokyo. That is if you have $5,000 to spend on a treasure chest. Well, you chest. can go look at it even without buying it. Yeah. Nope. I, you probably Square can't Nix- open it, though. But yeah. anyway. I was about to say, sometimes Square Enix makes Blizzard look reasonable. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris, yeah in there is a 25-year WoW card also. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now it's worth it. <laughs> the fabled 25-year wild card. <laughs> All right. 
So, and finally, we have good news for Sony. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Besides every single website they run essentially being hacked over the past two weeks, (laughs) Sony BMG Music and BMG in Japan and this and that and the other thing, every every site seems that Sony has that has an exploit that keeps getting exposed. Uh, They did one thing that's... uh, furthering their cause of getting things back to normal they not, they've uh, officially sent out the emails to do sign up for your free year of all clear id plus service this is the free credit monitoring service so those emails should be in your inbox now go check it out and sign up and you get a free year of identity protection uh with that'll cover you up to a million bucks so go do that you have up until june 28th to redeem it and with that we are done with news and i have to ask who's been playing some games me wait wait first you got two more responses on our Twitter, our ongoing Twitter question. Of the oh, show. they better be good if you're interrupting. Ace of Cakes says, in, um, in response to our Dragon Age question, they may be running out of story ideas. Look at the story of Mass Effect 3. Oh, wait. Look, yeah. It's a recycling of DA1 story. I don't know about that. Well, this, this segment's flowing really well. The other thing they say, Ace of Cake also says, what system do you think Kingdom Hearts 3 will land on? And when do you think we'll see a release date on it? Ooh. PS3, Xbox 360, right? Um, I would think so. Uh, and uh, But I, I honestly don't know that it's coming. I think the people who would be doing Kingdom Hearts 3 are working on Final Fantasy Versus 13. Mm-hmm. And after that, they'll probably be put onto a Final Fantasy 7 remake. So, when you, so Kingdom Hearts 3 is not going to come out at all? Uh, I don't think we're going to see one anytime soon, personally. But So, it could be on next-gen consoles, the Wii 2 or whatever it's called. Or, um, I'll be completely wrong and they'll announce it at E3 this year. It'll be on the Colosta Wii. Yeah, Colosta <laughs> Wii. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've okay, got Shadow 4699. No, hold on. Shadow 469 in the chat room says, I missed two stories, darn it. So I'm going to have him... T- We're going to all judge how important these stories are that he has for us. So let's hear. Let's hear him, Shadow. Right. Okay. What are these stories? The first one is... All BitTrip games are coming to the 3DS soon. Okay. Those aren't RPGs, but that's pretty cool. I like that. I want Runner is the one I really want in a collection. In a oh, collection. That's too bad. So you have to buy it. All right. All right. The second is drum roll, everybody. Here we go. The best game ever. The best game ever. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is coming on August 9th, twenty eleven. And what is that game? Is what? We should all know, obviously. Cave Story three D. It has a release date. Okay, cool. I'm gonna actually gonna be picking that up. So that's good. Good stuff for my 3DS. It's also not an RPG, though, is it? Also not an RPG. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks RPG a lot, Shadow4699. That's okay. You know. Those stories were both personally relevant. So I play with my 3DS. I'm showing my 3DS in 3D to the chat room. See? 3D. Ooh. And, uh, and apparently you're supposed to shut up, Quinn. Well, that's always true. Old man Quinn. Is <laughs> so, Noodle, <laughs> what have you Quinn been playing this week? Kiro. You know what I've been playing this week? What have you been playing this week? Final Fantasy XI. Oh my gosh, that's all you ever play. I you know, don't have anything else. You have reason. an iPad now. Play something on that. Oh, she's playing for I a good said, reason, Chris. You, you missed me. I said not Final Fantasy XI. Oh, you said not? Not Final Fantasy XI. What? Yeah. I don't know how to process Wait, this. I'm, I'm confused so because been... you should be playing for a very good reason, Noodle. So you've been playing Final Fantasy XIV? No. Oh, that's right. That's what you should be playing. 14 is what you should be playing. My bad. Well, okay. Well, we'll get to you in a second, Manny. What have you been playing, Noodle? Final Fantasy XII, Revenant Wings. Oh, wow. Oh. 
Boy, wow. Boy. <laughs> Are you having fun? What, looking at Van? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looking at Van, so of course it's fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, no, Manny. Oh, yeah. Uh, Manny, um, I gotta know, why should she be playing 14? Well, isn't she, aren't you working on a special feature about Final Fantasy XIV? Yes. I have to work out an outline first. Okay. And then oh, we got a special feature in the works. Yeah, right. We're hinting at it. Just hint. Look awesome. forward to that soon. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Revenant Wings, is it as bad as people say, especially as you get later on in it? Huh? I'm sorry. I, was I asked about you 14. if it's as bad as people say, especially as you get later on in the game. No. I like it a lot. Mm. Do you play a lot of RTS games, Noodle? Um, TRPG, no, surely. Like... <laughs> no, but uh, Revenue Wings is more RTS than... Yeah, it is. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a lot of experience with RTS, you may not know what you're missing, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people describe it as like a good My First RTS game. I don't okay. know. I like that. Nobody. Wolf in the chat room points out, so Square was right. Replacing Bosch with Van as the main character sold games. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. I still find it rather amusing that the Dissidia, the, uh, Dissidia version of Van manages to be a more three-dimensional character than the version <laughs> in the game that he came from. That's quite impressive. He was pretty shallow in that game. And dirty. He gets oh, looked dirty. It's okay. Like he needs to take a shower. Just have to oh. pet him and be like, it's okay, there. I mean, Guybrush Threepwood is a more three-dimensional character than, than Hi, Van. Hi, I'm Guybrush Threepwood, and I want to be a pirate. <laughs> His story is just, I want to be a pirate, and it was better handled than Van's essentially same thing. <laughs> I want to be a pirate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Which character do you like more? That's right. <laughs> Okay, so, John Yearworth, have you been playing anything awesome this week? Or bad? Uh, well, I finally started on my playthrough of Persona 3 Portable. Now I've got most of my work out of the way, so I can sit down and you know, actually concentrate on it. <laughs> and study. Um, okay. I yeah, and then start doing homework and, and part-time jobs in the game. Yeah, yeah. I, all I can really say is... is um, uh, the events of Persona 3 was, certainly would have made life when I went to high school in Japan a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it see Persona Three makes um, school life seem so interesting sometimes. Wait, are you and, saying like, it fantasizes it and romanticizes it? Well, like a lot of things that come from Japan do. Uh, school in Japan is is kind of boring most of the time. Oh, Chichiro, why don't you really exist? <laughs> hey, I just want to say that I've been playing Final Fantasy Twelve on the DS more because of another upcoming feature. And that's why I've been playing that. Okay. Instead of fourteen. Oh, she feels the need to defend it now. I need I needed to defend it because I had to refresh myself on the game. Okay. So, Persona Three Portable versus you played the original or not, Quinn? Uh, no, I never played the original. Ah, I having was, fun with it. I was I was planning to play the original. I just never got around to it. And yes, I am having fun. Well, with yeah. It. I mean, this should be like oh. the definitive version now. So. Yeah. Can I say boy or girl? Which Which are you playing? 
Uh, I'm playing. I'm doing a quick run through of the male main character, and then I'm going to sit down and do the uh, female main character as well. Yeah. Apparently, if you ha- if you've already played the game before several times before, it's worth it to get it just to play as the, the female version of yourself because new dialogue options, new new uh, social social links. link. Yeah, social you know, links and a diff- different ending to the story. I, I I think if you've played Persona Three before, what you should do if you want to play a Persona experience again is play Persona Four. And if you actually, after playing both of those games, feel the need to play them again, you really aren't doing your backlog a, a good service. Hey, P3 Portable is pretty... I could imagine going through P3 Portable again on the train or on a but commute. It's so long. Oh, uh, great. I'm playing... I know what to play on my commute for the next three months. But you can't do anything else. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the time The time matters to me. I love those games. I love their music. But to play it again just takes away from other things I could do. I just don't well, get it. I'd rather play that than Chaos Rings on the train. Okay, fair enough. Point. <laughs> point served. Wins. Manny. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wish they would integrate the answer into that. The P3P. I don't know why they didn't Apparently do that. Apparently the answer wasn't very good. Just too hard. Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I want them to redo it some and fix that. I think, well, the um, Persona 3 Portable does have the, um, it has five difficulty settings from the outset. So it is possible nice. to, to play the basic game on Maniac difficulty, which is apparently yeah. extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, I decided, yeah. I opted not to do that. That's, I didn't that's... basically, yeah. I didn't want to start playing Persona 3 and the first thing that happens is I just die horribly over and over because I barely know how the game works. After you forgot to save. So yeah. did everyone here play Persona 4 already? I haven't played Persona. I mean, Persona 3 is my introduction to the series. I think I'm the okay. only one on podcast who's played through both. I'd like, I'd li- if I enjoy Persona 3 Portable, I will probably go and track down a copy of 4. Quinn, really would you good. like to do a, a little game club? Like, we played through the game around the same time and we discuss it on the podcast. I mean, it's been like three years now. And even Giant Bum had their uh, their marathon playthrough. I wouldn't mind having a, you know, a reason to keep on going forward, talk about what we think of the story, the, the different decisions we made. Yeah, sure. I, I'm, I wouldn't object to it. Although I wouldn't also kind of place too much faith in uh, my, my attention span as far as it goes. I could suddenly whip action go and decide to play something else for the week. So. game sure. club for Persona 3 would be a bit weird. Um, we'd need some time to f- let people finish it, right? It is kind of long, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's not like a twelve-hour game that you can say, "Well, we're going to play it this week or these two weeks, and then we'll be talking about it." Yeah, we'll be talking about it for a full year. Yeah, that's hmm. mm, an idea. Well, no, it's give myself interesting idea. To- you guys figure out if you can schedule it or figure out how long it would take or something. Hmm. I have been playing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this game from Rockstar called La Noir. Oh, and it's really cool. But I've only played... PS3 version? Yeah, I've got the PS3 version because I don't know why. I'll be quite honest with you. I don't know what possessed me to buy the PS3 version. Apparently, it's the better version, though. Oh, is it? It yeah, runs better it and better it's version. better. And it doesn't... You know, because even on the 360, they had to split across three discs. And even across those three discs, they had to compress everything down. Oh, I didn't know that. Because I, I was looking for that info and I couldn't find it. So, apparently, it runs better, it looks better, and you get an extra exclusive case. But yeah, I was hoping it would look better. I'm glad I, I lucked out. An extra case, yeah, well, here's the problem. Um, mm-hmm. It has, I mean, aren't these, is that part of, is that DLC or not? Oh, so it's not on the disc. Yeah, the console's car traffic case. Yeah, it's a, it's a code that I have that I won't show to the camera, but I can't get it right now. Oh, I see. 
So that I need this. Sto- I need that store to come up. Um, well, that's reason enough, I guess. But that's cool. And once it's up, I mean, that's 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 great. Uh, I've only played. I'll be honest with you guys. I played an hour last night, and you know how I am. I'll play a game for an hour and really love it, and might not touch it again for six months. Um, I'm Did hoping... you at least drive around Los Angeles a little bit? I hated driving around Los Angeles. So I've already developed some opinions on this game. This game does not need driving. Why is driving oh. in this game? But you don't have to drive at all. Oh, really? Yeah, you can play yeah. this game like a straight adventure game. You how don't do I have do that? to drive do, anywhere. I, I don't know how to get to the destination without driving. Oh, um, uh, basically, if you hold down one of the buttons when you get into the car, your partner drives for you. Oh, and thank it, you. And then you just see like a little clock, and it goes like, this time much time has passed, and you're instantly warped to the next crime scene or the next interview scene or whatever. Great, because... Is there any reason to drive? Are there bonuses no, or stuff to, to flesh find? Out the world. Okay. It's just to flesh out the world and give it a bit more, um, give you more context for the but time I period. I can't drive like a sane person with the controls in this game. Well, you don't like, have to. The driving controls thing. are so bad, I can't, I don't feel like I'm a real person in this world. I feel like everyone's an obstacle for me to crash through to get to my destination. Well, that's the great thing. You can just play it straight like Phoenix Wright. Right. Scene to scene to scene to scene to scene. That's what I want to do because it's it, that stuff's handled so well and like, yeah, and the facial yeah. stuff. And it's just Pop really open the manual. It's I'm sure it's like right there on the first page. Yeah, I guess I'll read the manual. I was. They do kind of a crappy job of telling you what's going on. They have these time-based, like, they'll put the instructions on the top left corner of the screen, like, now try this, now try this. But it's on Except a really slow timer, and yeah. you'll, like, jump ahead and, like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to do this after that. That's all the instruction they're going to give me. And then you realize, just as you press that next thing, like, they were about to tell you what to do next, and you needed to read that because it was important because now you messed it up and yeah. uh, whatever. You know, there's usually, if you push pause, there's usually, like, a brief section in your side, your uh, menu, where you can read the brief that they told you. That's what okay. GTA and uh, Red Dead Redemption did. Okay. I'll do that. Did you, yeah. um, did you, have you played this? Oh, no, I I had to play a few other games, but it's the first thing I'm going to do when I get back from E3 and, like, finish up all those articles and interviews. First thing I want to play. Mm-hmm. I want to play it so bad. I even watched LA Confidential last week. I rented it on uh, LA Confidential? On is that related? Yeah. Are you joking? LA Noir is LA Confidential, the game. Oh, is that a TV series or a movie? It's a, it's a great classic movie of Kim Basinger and... Uh, Guy Pierce and uh, Russell Crowe. You never seen this one? No. Fantastic movie. Kevin Spacey's in it. All star cast. It's the exact same time period, 1940s Los Angeles, or like post war Los Angeles. It's got crime, intrigue. It, it's basically sort of a nice. It, it basically does what L.A. Noir did for movies. It's like all the ideas of noir film and noir films sort of like gussied up and prettied up and sort of presented to a modern day audience. Cool. Yeah, definitely, man. Go watch LA Confidential. I think I'll watch it after the game so I don't have um, conflicting image, you know. Oh, they tie it perfectly. Exact same time period. They're building Los Angeles. They're building the freeways in LA. Mm -hmm. And that's like a big part of the story in both both games. That's great. Can't recommend it enough. And Noodle, did you have to say something? Yes, I have to go now. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. We love having you on. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's funny. Shadow4699 in the chat room says, Rockstar is threatening to sue people who do Let's Plays of it. So like uh, on YouTube and you say, Let's play this game. And they play through <laughs> it. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, good stuff. 
yeah, it's it, so far really good. Looking forward to playing more of it. So that's my pick of the week. And I also played some Rock Band 3 last night for the first time ever um, because it was really cheap and I bought it for a friend for a Rock Band party who's thrown. And uh, man, they keep refining that game. And Rock Band 3 is actually really good. And the way you progress through it and advance your band and unlock everything, it's really clever because all your quick plays and stuff, it all counts towards your band and stuff. So, And I love the soundtrack, the sound list in the in the new game. So if you want to, if you were interested in Rock Band 3 and you said, I'm not spending $60 on another Rock Band, well, it's only 20 bucks now, and it's a really good deal. So mm. consider getting back into it. And like a lot of the Rock Band and, and Guitar Hero games are dirt cheap right now. So if you want to round out your collections, now would be the time since they're kind of ending it all. So you got something for us, Manny? Did you pick um, or avoid? I beat Portal 2. Hey, that works. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about spoilers anymore. Yeah, I still do. I need to do that. Did you want to do any of the co-op yet? No. Yeah. I need to do that too. Pretty crazy that ending, huh? Huh, Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did that, and I'm playing through um, a less sort of a lesser known title. Not really, I shouldn't say lesser known, but maybe an, um, an overlooked title, Two Worlds 2. Oh, Nice. Yeah, um, we have an appointment at E3 to see uh, the expansion, Pirates of the Fine Fortress. Sweet. And I decided to pick up the the game on the cheap on Amazon and try it out a little bit before we How go see the expansion. How much is it now? I think I got it, I, I got it really cheap. On you. I get like 20 bucks or so. I'm sure you can find it cheaper if you want it used or anything like that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you playing it on console or PC? I'm playing it on PS3. PS3. You have a Mac. And you know it is a poor man's oblivion in a lot of ways. Is the magic system as fun as it should be? It that's, that's what I will say about this game is um it, it's a game of highs and lows. They have a lot of great ideas and they, they're doing things that other people aren't doing it. But sort of the implementation and, and the interface is not where it should be. Hmm. So it's like, for like um like you have this great thing where at any time you can break down any of your items and you can into their base materials and you can reforge other items but that entire menu is too clunky mm-hmm. and the magic system is really deep you just modify your cards spell cards it is just sort of this big thing where you can basically craft your spells to any way you need them to and there's a lot of uh well basically that's the whole game there's a lot of flexibility you i will say that well, let me start over. Okay, um, so it's Poor Man's Oblivion, right? So it does a lot of things that Oblivion does not as well, and it does other things much, much better. So, like, for example, it doesn't have the sort of clean interface design, the clean quest log that Oblivion does. It doesn't have the clean map system or easy, fast travel that Oblivion does. But you have a lot more freedom in how you build your character, what you specialize in, how you fight, uh, the magic you cast. And where you go and sort of how you – I mean there's like a sort of a – there's no morality system. You basically just kind of do what you want. It's very free-flowing. It, Chris asked me some questions. I, I, have, I feel like I have too much to say on, on this thing. Sort of the kind of – like my ideas are too scattered at the – are a little too scattered right now to sort of give you a good idea of what I think of this game. So is there any features that you think would set it apart from Oblivion? The magic system. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's the, the big one, right? So you sort of it sort of works like this. So you have this tab where you have all your amulets. So you get a basic amulet, and you can hold two different cards, sort of the type, sort of a elemental type, and sort of the effect that the magic will have. So like for example, you have like a a, a missile card or a area effect card or a 
an aura card. And you mix and match those with different um, types, like maybe death card or like variations too. There'll be like a water card, an ice card, lightning card, or a wind card, or a skeleton card. And you combine those two together. Is heart one of you- the powers? Can you summon <laughs> Captain Planet? Because that'd be nice. So, so you have those basic ones. They all have different effects. Then you attach modifiers to each one, and they can radically change what you do. So one spell without a modifier will maybe. Um, set all your enemies on fire. You add a modifier to it, and so you suddenly become invisible. You add another modifier to it, you can open up locked chests. You add another modifier to it, all of a sudden you uh, you can warp around the world. It, it's really flexible, and if you put a little bit of time and effort into getting more cards and like sort of fleshing out your character, you can do all... It's really rewarding. It's You get what you put into that magic system, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But of course, the interface is a little cl- clunky, and it's hard to really know where to get all these things. But I will say this, though, that the, the, uh, the skill system is so open-ended that I, I get I get really excited when I find a new skill book. So everything's sort of locked at, at first, and you find skill books to unlock new abilities, like, for example, like a shield bash, you need a skill book, or pickpocketing, you need to find a skill book. And when you do, all of a sudden, like, a whole new aspect of the game will open up to you. Like, just like before I started uh, the podcast, I found a a pickpocket skill book. And now I'm pickpocketing people. I joined the Thieves Guild and getting Thieves Guild quests. I found, and just before that, I got the a necromancy skill book. I mean, it's from uh, a necromancer. Now I'm in the Necromancer's Guild. I'm summoning skeletons left and right. Nice. And so really, it, it's what you want it to be. But at the same time, it's very much an, a, a European PC game. So it's unforgiving. If you're not careful, you'll die. If you don't watch what you're doing, you'll die. If if you don't pay close attention to to your your resources and all of that, you'll die. But the good thing is you can sort of build everything you want on the fly. Uh, you can at any moment you can go into your your alchemy tab, make new potions. It's really easy. You can even save potions that you made, like an easy reference, like in recipes. So you say, I say, I, I mix one hyena heart, one ostrich feather, one rhino foot, and a baboon lung. And I, I know as long as I have those four things together, I get a really awesome spell. But but I don't have to remember that. I can just save that sort of spell in my inventory. Mm-hmm. Oh, And one thing I will say that I wish more games did, one of the best features this game has is that it has sort of a map to the the left directional pad, the right directional pad, and the, um, the sort of up directional pad are three different armor sets uh, armor slash weapon set so i've pushed so right now i have archery on my right my uh melee weapons on the top and my magic on the left and when you push those buttons you don't only just switch weapons you switch armor and your accessories and yeah your armor and your accessories so with the push of a button you're i'm instantly look i look like gandalf i have all my magic equipped it's really great and i push another one i look like a robin hood i have my bow equipped it's like in the middle of combat you just it's so free-flowing that in the middle of combat, I'll start attacking people right up front with my axe. And then I notice there's an archer far away, so I'll hit so I'll hit my archery thing, shoot that guy from far away. And then I'm getting surrounded by – I'm going to get mobbed by a bunch of guys. So I switch over to my magic and do a quick area of effect attack. And I notice that, oh, wait, these guys aren't weak, are, are um, resistant against electricity. So I'll go into my, music, my uh, magic tab really quick. I'll pop in a fire thing, and I'll do like a special fire attack, which drops like meteors from the sky. So – it really is what you want the game to be. But of course, it's clunky. The, the voice acting is a little bad. It's a little ugly. There's some frame rate problems. The map is hard to use. The inventory is a little... It, <laughs> it, you know, it, Don't sell so it too like hard. Said, 
So for every high that this game has and the interesting thing that it does, there's a problem that sort of weighs it down, which is why I think so many people give it sort of like a middling score. Mm-hmm. So, but it's an interesting game that does a lot of things that like maybe a Bethesda or a Bioware wouldn't do. I, I, I think maybe uh, if you want your like European open world games, you're probably like The Witcher is probably the better game, better graphics, better voice acting, better world, better everything. But for what this is, you know, it's a really good game. I think they would have been better served if they would have released it at a budget title. Because once you release it at 60, you're comparing it against Witcher 2, Oblivion, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. And that's where it starts to fall apart. But uh, if they would, and I understand that they probably had to release it at that price. Because I'm, I'm sure they're a small studio that spent a lot of resources and a lot of time making this really big game. But they probably would have been better served at a budget price. And the people would have been a lot more forgiving for its flaws at 40. Then at 60. Okay. Oh, and I will say one more thing, that their orcs are ugly. Ugh, terrible orcs. Ugly, ugly orcs. Mm. Sorry, it's just something that every time I see the orcs, I say, why would you design orcs to be that ugly? It's it's terrible. <laughs> they should be so, beautiful orcs. It's just weird, though. And you see, like, uh, orcs in uh, World of Warcraft or in Oblivion or anything. Oh, these games, you know, they're sort of... They, actually, yeah, they are kind of prettied up orcs, aren't they? I guess I don't know but just basically I'm trying to say is ugly bad character design too at times mm-hmm. but like I said if you can look past all of the flaws if you can pick up a pretty decent title for like you can, for like 30 40 bucks with a lot of interesting things and there's a new expansion coming out soon apparently they listen to <laughs> I like well arcs aren't supposed to be pretty but um apparently the the expansion Pirates of the Fine Fortress they listen to a lot of the fan reaction and they plan on fixing a lot of the problems that they, um, that fans had and adding new features like a random weather system, uh, cleaner inventory. And so I, I'm excited to see if the expansion makes it any better. Yeah. I'm oh, reached. finally, last yep. thing before I'll shut up is that um, I will say that this game, that the publishers do support a, a native Mac version and you'll never get a Bethesda game on Mac so if you're looking for an open world, and you'll never get The Witcher on the Mac either. So if so, you Mac users out there, if you're looking for an open world, an interesting open world title where you have a lot of freedom and customization, you can do a lot worse than this. And it's on Steam right now. It has Steam Play. You can get the Windows PC and the Mac version for like forty dollars. Cool. All right, that was a, that was a big info drop. I'm sorry if I went too it fast. It was, but it was good to have some uh, in depth knowledge about two worlds too. Um, because you know it's it's a budget game at this point. People need to be thinking about it. You haven't tried the co-op yet, right? Oh, that's right. That's the part I forgot is that there's an entire multiplayer aspect to it that I even tried it. There's um not only is there co-op there co-op missions. There's also like a build your own town feature where you sort of like a real time uh sort of like the Sims in a kind of way where you have to build town and satisfy your villagers and you can sort of design it any way you want and and there's even like a train aspect like. I need this many merchants to satisfy the town's needs here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And it's like this entire feature I haven't even touched yet. So I want to I, I know if anyone who's listening has the PS3 version of uh, Two Worlds 2. I'd be, love to play with you. Cool. All right. If I went too fast, I'm sorry. Just rewind and listen to me again. <laughs> ah, it's fine. It's All right. Fine. All right. Oh, I think that's a wrap for our show then. 
thanks everybody for being out here and watching us or being online and watching us we stream every week from 9 a.m pacific noon eastern on rpgamer.com slash live we love to talk about games and we love to read your feedback so send that in to podcast.rpgamer.com board.rpgamer.com or 608-729-4098 leave us a voicemail and we'll read it right here or play it right here on the show um, I think that's a wrap. We're going to go back to planning more E3 stuff, playing L.A. Noir, and uh, really uh, enjoying this Memorial Day weekend. If, well, for those of us in the states, I don't know. What, I don't know. What it's a, it, it is actually it is actually a bank holiday weekend here as well. Hey, good for you. All right. So everyone, enjoy your long weekend, and we'll see you next week. Um, thanks for joining us, and until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye now. <laughs>